who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. We like have them write down questions sometimes, but also there was one guy who was just like, I have a girlfriend and she's older than me. Any thoughts? <laughs> and I was like, good for you? Wow. How much? Uh, she's 72? Yeah. Like, she's three years older than you. She's like 10 years older than him. Oh my God. And I gosh. think he, he was just like, thoughts on that? It's like, I don't know, man. Uh, g- congratulations. Yeah. I don't. Mazel? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she has That's no time great. for your shit. That's not right, right. Like, ask yeah. her where she was when Kennedy died. Yeah. <laughs> I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, the podcast where two lesbians question their dyke cred on the regs. I'm Carolyn Bergier. <laughs> I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with former model and current comedian Sarah Hartshorn on the topic of modeling. Uh, you might know Sarah from being the only plus-size model on Cycle 9 of America's Next Top Model or from appearing in magazines like People and Glamour. She currently performs stand-up all over New York City and beyond, and she has a podcast coming out called Is It In? Uh, that she co-hosts with former Diking Out guest, Caitlin Rupert, uh, from our Kids and Gender episode. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I wonder what Is It In could be about. (laughs) Not fingers. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Uh, A quick update. Um, On our last episode, we announced that we're going to have our first Diking Out live recording at the People's Improv Theater during Pride Week. It's going to be Thursday, June 21st for a night of comedy to benefit the It Gets Better project. Um, The whole night is called LOLGBTQ. We uh, initially were at a different time slot, but now we are at 7.30. So if 10.30 was past your bedtime, you are in (laughs) luck, lesbians, because we're going to be- You're welcome. Live, yeah. We we told them 10.30 is way past lesbian bedtime. Yeah. 
like years ago, somebody made a comment to me that that was like a stereotype that lesbians go to bed early. I was really? like, what? Is this a thing? And I'm like, I think it's just like a getting older thing. Yeah, yeah I think that, that might we just be a general age. Enjoy thing. going to bed early. I mean, yeah. I watch six episodes of Golden Girls before I go to bed, but yeah. I think that might be just an age thing or yeah, a lesbian thing or le- yeah. who knows how do we know how can we separate the two yeah <laughs> <laughs> lesbians and old people have so many similarities so, yeah so. it's so hard to so hard to tell <laughs> you can uh check on social media to get all the details about that show and find out who our guest is going to be i'll tell you who it's not going to be <laughs> uh i did get the official response from billy jean king that uh oh, she is unavailable no. to do it <laughs> She's the Grand Marshal of Pride, so I thought right. we thought oh. or like Yeah. She's I busy. thought we should reach out. She's doing a whole slew of events yeah. that week I saw online. They're gonna give her all the awards for right. being gay. Uh, <laughs> all those lifetime lesbian achievement oh, awards. Man. Being I gay mean, and older. She's been gay for a while. She so has, she's, yeah. yeah. She's actually the source of all of that. She's the yeah. one right. that started going to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. So I guess that's kind of well. It was a long shot, but I'm glad you. I'm glad you. You tried. You know, shoot, <laughs> shoot for the stars. Or yeah. No, shoot for the moon. What's the saying? I don't know. Shoot. Aim for the stars. <laughs> Something. If you don't yeah. get it, you're still aiming. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Our parents didn't buy us enough T-shirts with motivational. Yeah, yeah. Saying. It's on no. some poster in one of my old teachers' classrooms. I think as it's we shoot speak. for the moon, and if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Yes. That's what it is. Not astronomically correct. Right, right. That's... Neil deGrasse Tyson has a bone to pick with whoever wrote that. Yeah. He's just, like, turning all those T-shirts inside out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think about about what it would be like to watch movies with Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, pretty regularly. Yeah, like, watching movies about space or about, like, anything that's even remotely scientific. Yeah. He's probably like, oh, I bet he has such a hard... I bet he can't enjoy anything because he knows so much. Yeah. And, like, I, he also kind of seems like the type that wouldn't be able to keep it to himself. You know, yeah. like, he would try. He'd yeah. be, like, watching Gravity. Like, Neil, listen, I'll pause. i got to pause halfway through. You tell me everything up to this point mm-hmm. that is incorrect. And then we'll do it again and at then, the end, okay? I'm Just actually you- pretty guilty of doing that, too, though. I'm the queen of, like, pulling out my phone and Googling something when I watch oh, a movie. Yeah. If it's even slightly based on a true story. Because uh, yeah. I have to know how the movie ends. So <laughs> I Google the story as I'm watching it. It's the worst. Oh no, I I don't do that. I don't like to. I don't like to ruin it. The thing I will look up is I'm so bad at placing people. Yeah. Um. That I'm like I know this person from somewhere, and it's mm-hmm. gonna distract me from the movie. So I'll look it up then. And then also I am the worst person when watching a animated movie of knowing who the voice belongs to. Oh, I have to know. It could be Gilbert Gottfried me, yeah. and I can't figure it out yeah. unless <laughs> I see the face. And then I look it up. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. Like I should have known that this was Kristen Wiig. A Wake. safe bet is Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Justin Timberlake or, or animated. Or Anna Kendrick, I feel like. Yeah, Anna Kendrick. Kendrick. Are you guys just assuming I'm watching Trolls on Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that is what I was picturing, yeah. I'm also really bad at voice recognition. I'm actually really good at face recognition. Like, I can mm-hmm. tell, even when they're like, it's like yeah. uh, they have a lot of makeup or prosthetics or whatever, I can usually figure it out. Um, my husband is so bad at it that when I drastically cut my hair on the show, I was kind of afraid he wouldn't recognize yeah. me. I was like, you are, <laughs> like, if an actor changes their hair, you don't recognize Right, them. yeah. Like, He's, Just so you know, it's, it looks different. He's like, the one that could be fooled by like a modern day like Superman kind of yes. thing. Like, well, he had glasses on. I had no idea. <laughs> oh my god! 
That's great. Oh, man. I saw a play the other night called uh, Peace for Mary Francis, and it had an actress in it, Heather Burns, who was in Miss Congeniality and a bunch of other movies. But when I saw her on stage, she looked so familiar. But I thought she was the actress from Kimmy Schmidt, who plays the stepdaughter of the rich woman. And they kind of look the same. But here I am thinking... It was her, and I'm thinking it's this 20-something-year-old on stage, and this actress is actually 43. And the wow. whole time, we thought, I don't know. That's great. I yeah. was like, Cecilia, Good for her. guess her age. And she's like 27. I'm like, higher. Oh. We got all the way up. <laughs> it's the little Crazy. victories. It's, yeah. little, it's the, th- the moments that count. That's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Every time I go to a musical, I'm like, this is amazing. I wish I'd been a musical theater kid in high school. Like, this is just, like, fun. And it's, like, even when it's serious, it's, like, fun. And then every time I go to a serious play, I'm like, I, this, I am feeling so many things. And that's great. But, like, I don't have it in, I don't know. This is just not my world. Like, I feel very, I can't get into it. "Ah." I'm very aware that I'm in a theater. And I'm mostly just, like, focusing on the fact that I'm inside a theater at the moment. And I'm like... They're just on stage. I'm like, none uh, yeah. of this is real. These are just actors. Like and I I'm can't suspend so disbelief. It's hard to do it, but it, like you can't force it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it's like a, a dialogue thing because I actually really like Shakespeare. Yeah. But I think that's because I read so much Shakespeare in high school and college and like analyzed the text. And so, oh man, I don't know shit about Shakespeare. I like, so seeing a Shakespearean play yeah. is like kind of comfortable for me almost because I'm like, this is. Yeah like what I read and then we also did them in high school because yeah. my high school was too small to do like big musicals because we oh, that's right. we're, wasn't it like 18 people or something yeah Where my graduating class you? was 15 people 15 yeah. 15 people. yeah Whoa. Real small. my town was 700 people where Whoa. and where's that it's in western mass it's okay. like um it's right near vermont in the it's berkshires 15. sort of almost it's like if you are in the berkshires that's where the tourists are and if you drive a little ways like past where the tourists are then you're uh, where where I'm from. It's sort of near Northampton and Amherst. Yeah. Okay. Like a, yeah. It, I'm, it's like North and um, like Northampton was like the nearest big town that was like cool where you could go to hang out, but it was like an hour away. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Really small. Real, real small. So, so everybody got cast in the play. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Everyone who signed up got a part. Yeah. And absolutely. the basketball team. And oh, the... yeah. We didn't have a basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> the basketball yeah, team. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they'd have to make it (laughs) mandatory. Like, even if you didn't want to, they're like... But, like, you're doing... You have to be in the play. Oh, sports were mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. The play wasn't mandatory, Uh, but the the sports absolutely were. And our basketball team was, like, an exchange student named Henry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he broke his nose, and then it was like, well, no more team. Season's over. Yeah. The basketball player can't play. Mm -hmm. I feel like they should require everybody to do the plays and not sports. Yeah. I mean, I did the... uh, I did the play. We were also... Our school was, like... More, I mean, obviously, we weren't known for sports. We were a hippie school in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah. with like 15 kids who all, yeah, we all, we had like one jock. <laughs> like, yeah. The lonely jock. Uh, yeah, we were not known for sports. We were more known for like putting on plays because um, we would do weird plays too. We did like a, an adaptation of the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock as a play. <laughs> wow. And it was like I don't in the know round. anything about that. It's a poem. It's a poem by T.S. Eliot, but like in the audience was divided into two sections that like sat facing opposite each other. And then we did the play like around them. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which at the time it was like so, so fun and I loved doing it. But looking back, I'm like, 
God, I feel like the only thing worse than high school theater is fucking experimental <laughs> high right, school theater. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> God. And that's definitely why I got into comedy, too, because I like there was one point in the play where we were, I don't know, supposed to just like improvise our feelings, and I would just like do bits with mm-hmm. the audience. And I was like, aha, there's the stand-up. She's yeah. just waiting. She's waiting. <laughs> yeah, that would be good prep for improv, just like yeah. – intensely uncomfortable performance. Yeah. Like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like... We, Most of the audience doesn't want to be there. <laughs> when you're in it in high school and the musical production is happening, you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. These are so many talented people. This is wonderful. But if you were to like go back and watch the video, you'd be like, mm. oh no. <laughs> like, this was this bad. Is, this was not good. Yeah. Um, and that's how I feel about improv. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whenever, whenever I do stand up an improv show and I'm like, yes, now I do see why I stopped doing this. And at yep. the time I thought, oh, it's not like my, my ex-wife would never want to come to see my indie team shows. Mm-hmm. And and you thought it was because of you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait, because improv is the worst. That's it's not you. Well, it's improv. I mean, I, I kind of knew it was improv, but in my mind, I was like, how bad could it be? Because another girl on my team, her girlfriend would come, even mm-hmm. though she didn't really like improv, but she would come just to, it was fun for her to see mm-hmm. her uh, her girlfriend perform. So I was like, you know, like... She doesn't love me enough to come and sit through that, which I, apparently she didn't because uh, we're divorced. So, yeah. Uh, but, but besides that, now when I watch improv, I'm like, oh, yes, you would really have to love somebody. Else. Yeah, that yeah. could be like your litmus test for a relationship. To see, you just kind of float that, yeah. like, oh, yeah. I'm doing an. Uh, I'm in a, a beginner improv group, and our God. show is yeah. next week. Do you want to come? Uh, and they're like, oh. the- Yes, you know that's not you know. to say that all improv is bad because when no, improv it's is not good, it's really good. It's really yeah. good, and it can be very fun. Um, absolutely, but watching bad improv is like my least I favorite thing in the world. Can't think of a less comfortable situation as an uh, audience member. Yeah, yeah. Would I you rather watch bad improv or would you rather watch one comic just fucking bomb? Like oh, what bomb, comic bomb, bomb, bomb yes. for like a solid 10 minutes. Like, yes. Ooh, let's say this is a world in which that person gets 10 minutes on stage. If I have bombing. seen, yeah. I mean, with all the mics I've been to, I have seen the worst possible stand up, and I would take that. Like, the most offensive, except there's one guy who was just like, so angry about women and I'll never forget because I was like I feel like this guy's he just came to like yell about how feminists are cunts and hmm. had like sweat dripping. He knows and the was internet's like red there in the for face. that, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like when you're in cell boards on Reddit. Yeah. yeah. No, he emerged from 4chan just to go <laughs> into the basement of this bar right. to do an open mic, and then Ugh. it was just like yelling about women, and it it was so disturbing to watch that I'll give improv that, that improv mm-hmm. is never filled with hate the yeah. way that yeah. sometimes stand-up is filled with like male rage. Yeah. Um, and that's and not female rage. I've been really mad on stage. I remember the day <laughs> after uh, Donald Trump got elected, um, a comedian was on stage at a show and he was talking about Hillary getting her period. And I got on stage and I was like, that bitch has not had her period since you were in diapers. And he was like, you don't know that. I bet she has. I don't know. And I was like, listen, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. If we're going to have Donald motherfucking Trump as president and if all the, and if women have to deal with all your bullshit rage about the fact that you want to get pegged, then you will shut the fuck up. And like, I was just, it was like, (laughs) 
Um, it's a but shocking it well. number of men that don't know what menopause is. I and like, mean, uh, <laughs> uh, and I just, yeah, but mostly male rage. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't know. Someone posted in a, um, a comedian's group about like, what's the craziest thing you've seen at an open mic and reading the thread. I was like, why it was do we do this? so why, good. Why yeah. Like I saw a guy get punched in the face. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, for saying the N-word, it was a white guy who got punched in the face for saying the N-word. And I, I heard about that one. Yep. And yep. then there's the, yeah, the woman. Oh, you actually that, saw that in person I was happen? there. Yeah, wow. yeah. That was um, Old Man Hustle? No, it was no? a Metropolitan Room. Oh, yes. Someone did get punched at Old Man Hustle, though. <laughs> We're thinking of two different ones. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. different people oh, using really? the N-word getting yeah. punched in the face. Um, also, like, someone died at <laughs> Like at a mic once, or not at the mic, but like very shortly after. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in an ambulance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like um, apparently, Mike Lawrence got choked out once. Uh, I there was a guy who used to come to my open mic uh, and do a bit, and it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know if you're mentally handicapped or if you're making fun of mentally handicapped mm-hmm. people, but either way, it's very uncomfortable. So at the end of his set, he would scream at everyone. And that he, you know, that he was a good person and we were bad people and call me a bitch and then ask for a cookie. And I was like, wow, that's so many things in one. Yeah. Also, why am I making cookies for you? Right. Um, (laughs) There was, there was one where a comic bent over and his gun fell out of his pants. Yep. (laughs) What? Yep. Did you guys see that video uh, that went viral? Yeah. Recently with the FBI guy. Oh yeah. This asshole was dancing. First of all. The dancing alone was offensive. It yeah. was the worst kind of white guy dancing because you yeah. can't tell if he's doing if he's doing bad dancing on purpose or if he's just dancing like a white guy. And he had all these people around, and he does a flip, and his fucking gun falls out. But the and then it is, goes off. When it he didn't goes go to pick off it up. when it fell out of his pocket. No, it no, went when, off he when he reached it for up. it, yeah, because so he, he obviously reached hit, for it and hit the trigger. He, he was <laughs> drunk and probably squeezed it a little too hard and hit the trigger, and it shot a person. The person's yeah. fine, but like. And I love how, like, the person being fine was, like, in the headline. Yeah. It's yeah. like, he's okay. It's like, it, I, he's still that's shot. beside the point. Yeah. yeah. He's no okay, one's gonna yeah. be like, Except guys, for having been shot. Let's continue the party. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. <laughs> I know there are, like, bullet graze situations. But if, if, they're, I mean, if he got, like, shot in the foot or something like that, and they're like, oh, he's fine. He just had, like, a small surgery or something. Yeah. I'm like, that's not okay. That's no. being shot. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You're going to deal with a <laughs> fucked up foot the rest of your life. Like, oh, what? God. Like, that I could shatter it. an ankle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, I don't know why we why we do my... I guess improv <laughs> improv's a little bit of a safer yeah. space. I mean, I guess improv is a team thing, so, like, someone could sort of step in and like save the scene, the situation. I don't know. Because if I'm bombing, it's just me and I'm yeah. only letting down myself in the audience. <laughs> but if I'm on stage with a t- team of improvisers, I'm like, what if I ruin it for everyone? You know, right. like, <laughs> that's always what used to stress me out about improv. Yeah. I think it's a good like I think doing it is good and it makes it can make you better at communicating and like, you know, being quick on your feet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's you know, I'm not, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I, I always like to say that for me, improv is like pooping. It feels good to do, but I'm not always in the mood to watch others do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is great. That's amazing. Because <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy it when I'm doing right. it. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, this so, is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a good, a good feeling. I'm mm-hmm. glad I got this out of this, my system. Overall, this is healthy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can all agree that it's healthy. Right. But, yeah. 
a taping of The Break with Michelle Wolf this week. <gasps> Jealous. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I wasn't as big on the first couple of episodes, and, and I haven't watched this one that taped yet um, that came out this weekend, but it was very funny during the taping, mm-hmm. and she's such a funny comedian and she's very personable in between takes and talks to the audience and just makes so many off the cuff jokes that mm-hmm. you're like it's like kind of infuriating she's so, funny. she's so funny yeah a little bit afterwards i i said i felt like um like when you're in gym class and you have to climb the rope mm-hmm. and you're like i'm almost there and you look down and you're like two feet off the ground <laughs> And That's my that, whole life. Yeah, yeah. That was the feeling because I'm like, you know, making all this progress and comedy, and I'm thinking like, just it's just around the corner, man. I'm yeah. so close to to getting where I want to be, and then looking down and being like, oop, just getting started. Yep. Uh, I'm a foot and a half off the ground, yep. and yeah. other people are at the ceiling. <laughs> but. I'm closer than I've ever been. That's true. Even yeah. if it's yep. only two feet up, yep. that's, that's it. You're, closer you're than climbing. I was before. Yeah. I'm still climbing. I yeah. am sitting on the sidelines watching everyone and complaining about my period. <laughs> 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 that's what I'm doing. That's an important part of gym class, though. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like that's got to be that's a that's a special skill that girls develop early. Mm-hmm. It's just like I like knowing knowing that you can pull that card to make men uncomfortable enough to just let you off the hook for things. Yeah. I think that's a valuable yeah. skill. You know, I, I just did that last night. Like a guy slid into my DMs at an hour where I was like, okay, son, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> really? Like, you know, I'm married. Like, right. What? Yeah. What substances have we done to make this seem like a good idea? So I was just like, my period's punching me in the dick. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> There's nothing like a menstrual cycle to scare them away. Yeah. So in gym class in high school, we had a, a pool at our school because we had more than 15 people. Oh, weird, and- weird, weird, weird. Okay. We had a river. Oh. <laughs> we had a pond in my aunt's backyard. Oh, my God. Uh, there was a pond in the one of the soccer fields. <laughs> I imagine in Western Mass that, that you had to do some type of like ice. I, I don't know. In Buffalo, we had to do like cross country skiing as a unit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, we didn't have to, but there there was like a ski team. The option. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. I don't. Uh, I'm not a skier. Oh, mm-hmm. but with the swimming, you know, it's a tough thing Ugh. putting girls in bathing suits yes. uh, at that age when they're very insecure. So a lot of them would say that they had their period so they wouldn't have to go swimming because that would automatically get you That would out. have been my first move. But you had to make it up. And the way you had to make it up was you either had to come in another time in the morning um, or you had to write like a four-page paper. No. Oh, no. About, <laughs> Give me yeah. the paper. I would do mm-hmm. the paper. Well, if you went in in the I morning would write to make it viscerally up the about class. my period, yeah. <laughs> and I would make sure that I was handing it to a male <laughs> teacher, like fuck that shit. Are yeah. you kidding me? No, yeah. I have to write a paper four pages describing like yeah. the most gruesome parts of having yeah. a period. Yeah, but if you went in to make it up in the morning, <laughs> they made you swim laps for like half an hour straight, which is very intense. Whereas if you just did swim class, it's like you know, put your head underwater and blow bubbles for five right. seconds, yeah. and like we're gonna throw this ball around while we're all in the water so you were really like screwing yourself 
over like, by yeah. using of your all period. Things, like, okay, so we're gonna take a bunch of kids who are quite literally at their most insecure point of their entire lives. Yeah. The boys and the girls. Yeah. yeah. And then put them in swimwear in uh, front of each other. In like, front of each other. It just like yep. with none of the fun of a summer swim situation. The like most, it's indoors. Yeah. It's just like Oh, it's terrible. I actually love swimming cause I, and I was on the swim team as a kid. So I would like be down to swim the lap. Like I would much prefer to swim the laps than to just like tread water yeah. with a bunch of just like hormone yeah. bubbles oh, yeah. like, floating just like, around. Yeah. Just like hating ourselves but wanting to touch each other. Oh, God. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I'm so happy oh, that we God. never had to do any kind of like swim thing in high I, I'm actually, I can't believe we didn't have to. We had a pool. I think it was just. That we did bowling. That was our thing. We got to go off campus for PE and go bowling. Oh, which was that's kind of, fun. Yeah. yeah. Man, the Midwest. I know. Yeah. Well, we were next door to a bowling alley. So like our class would walk over and we would go bowling. But there'd be like the daytime drunks there from like the town. <gasps> yeah. Who were just there for like their, oh you know, their $3 pitchers yeah. of beer. And, their, and that was back where you could smoke cigarettes in oh during that God. time. So like... <laughs> You could smoke in a certain part of the bowling alley. I, rem- I remember this very clearly because it really smelled terrible on this like one part of the bowling alley, but people could smoke there. So it was just like the old, you know, like retired, nasty, drunk men who would just sit there smoking cigs, drinking oh beer, and like all the high schoolers were in there. It wow. was it was rough. It was quite a quite like a dichotomy of like wow. Yeah. These are the, this is the real town. <laughs> yeah, our parents are at work. These guys are here watching us bowl. That's crazy. One teacher, forty five students. Oh my god, no control. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and we would like this felt like a luxury, but we would go to like the like the the big thing was like going to the concession stand because that was oh open. yeah, and you know those pixie sticks, but they were long. Yeah, yeah the big yeah. ones. We would. Each like eat like three of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I still have my own teeth. Oh like, my it god! Was just, <laughs> yeah, so I used gross. to drink like three cokes a day. Although I think that yeah. was me like self medicating ADD with caffeine because I right. just, I was just I always wanted caffeine all yeah. the time, and so I would have like coffee. And I fought with my parents my whole life. I was like, I want coffee every day. Finally, when I was like, they, they were like, when you're 11. And then, so I had coffee every oh, day. Oh, I thought you were going to say when you were like 18. They made no. you wait until you were 11. Oh, wow. No, I had my first, I was like, my mom tells this story all the time. I was like two or three years old and um, I was like, I wanted her cup of coffee. And so she was like, fine, just have some. Like, mm-hmm. finally, she was like, she'll try it and hate it. And then this will be the end. Yeah, of like our parents did with like beer and wine. Yeah, and, yeah, which and it had worked with beer and wine. And so I like mm-hmm. took a sip. And then she was like, okay, there, you've had some. And then she went to like go get something. And when she came back, the cup of coffee was gone. Oh, and shit. Ever, and since then, I was always like, I want coffee. I want coffee. I want coffee. I want coffee. <laughs> and she was like my whole Imagine life. a three-year-old having just downed a cup of coffee. Yeah. Whoa. But I think, but like <laughs> caffeine does affect me differently. Like I don't get super hyper on it. Like the first time I had a Red Bull, I was like, what is this? Yeah. This, this? So, because I thought, it was, I was like, I can just drink three. It'll be fine. Yeah. Because I can have like five cups of coffee and be fine like, yeah I don't get jittery it's not really a thing and oh, so I didn't know feeling. oh my god it was the worst I'd, I'd never had it before in my, and I w- used to drink like two cups of coffee and three cokes I'm down now I I, I just have like three cups of coffee now mm-hmm. uh, I or under five is my rule um I drink iced coffee until my stomach hurts to the point where I'm incapacitated oh, that's yeah. my limit uh, it's oh, like yeah. mm, no I'm not in pain yet so I'll just have another I'll one just have another, yeah <laughs> Um, it's so stupid. Yeah. It's it's my most favorite thing. You know thing. what I used to drink in high school? Uh, remember Fruitopia? Yes. Oh, my God. Do they make that shit anymore? I don't think so. It's essentially... 
a, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It wasn't, it wasn't carbonated. It wasn't like a fizzy beverage. It wasn't. And it should, it was a juice, but it was like this high octane sugar, you know, it was Kool-Aid. It was from the, I believe it was a, a Pepsi product. Yeah. I think, but it was like, it was so sweet. And there was this one called something papaya was the flavor that I would drink like three of. I like the strawberry kiwi. Yeah. There was all kinds of like, it was all about like the hybrid fruit flavors. It was like one of the, oh man, like middle school. They had a machine in our middle school. And of course, like we were, we were just like sugar freaks and we would each drink like three of those a day. They're so bad. My school was so hippie. The only drink that you could Get, like you could get water or milk. That would they really? didn't have any other drinks. It's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. could bring them in. People did, but like we had a milk machine, and that was it. It was oh. a pretty big deal when we got it too. We were pretty stoked for a while. There was <laughs> chocolate milk. Uh, that was amazing. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna say for a while there was just a cow. There yeah, was just yeah. A cow. There was yeah. there was a and cow. then Bessie died, a, so we had to milk we had the cow. To, <laughs> there, there was a cow that would get on the field. That's sometimes. great. <laughs> I'm fascinated by this tiny hippie school yeah, situation. It, yeah. It's it was so, it's so small. Um, at like it's a hundred kids, uh, and it's really interesting though because I think it, like I think back on this a lot. Like um, it was so we were in this really liberal part of Massachusetts. It's a really liberal school, like very artsy, and you know this was I don't know however long ago. Like I still think about like. It was like the perfect place to be gay, and I mm-hmm. still was like not accepting it. Like, like, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. It's like if you can't, right? And like, my family wouldn't have cared. Well, my stepdad would have, but like, mm-hmm. it was really like it was a great, you know. And there were like there were gay kids, and um, I think of the like hundred kids that were there when I graduated, five of them have been uh, have have since transitioned. And, oh wow, and are, are trans, which is a huge. I mean, that's way above the national average. It's yeah, five. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was, like, quite close with several of them growing up. So, like, my experience with, like, LGBT stuff is very different. And when I talk to people, I, I get so bummed because, like, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, I never knew a gay person growing up. And I was like, my landlords, when I was three to six, they were gay. It was a gay couple. It wasn't a thing I ever learned. It was just a thing. Yeah. It was just, like, yeah. no one ever had to be like, sometimes men like men. Because I was like, yeah, Richard and Steven are married. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes women like women. I was like, yeah, I know. Like, we, my dad had has roommates and they are quite frequently lesbian couples because it's right near uh, Smith. And so. Oh, yeah. That's in the water up there. A, yeah. Yeah. I, I swear to God, it is. It's like, it's a thing. Um, was his name really Richard? I'm obsessed with gay men named Richard because I feel was. like it's Richard one out of every, it such one a gay out man of every name. four yeah. men. It's yeah. just like Richard. Richard or. Richard's I feel well, coming I over think again that with any male, any like male name where you have the option of using the longer version or the shorter version, it's always the gay men or the longer version. Mm. Stephen and, don't go, and Robert. Yeah, yeah you, you don't know, know any like, dicks. They're all Richards. Yeah, yeah. No, Richard. it was Richard and Stephen, and it yeah. wasn't Steve. Yeah, or yeah. Rich or Richard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've known a Christopher. I've known yes. Daniel. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Alexander. That's very funny. I've known, yeah. I never it's always that. like, yeah. I do know a couple Alexes. Um like, like that. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. I know an Alex or two, but I definitely have met like a gay Alexander. I have also met a gay yeah. Alexander. Yeah, that's. And I never even thought about yeah. that, but that's totally like true. the older gay men always go by the longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, huh. Yep. Learn something new. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, like rich and dick, like that sucks. I think they just wanted to avoid <laughs> the dick is jokes. Much better. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm sure they got tormented as kids. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> That's true. Yeah. And Steven is nicer than Steve. My dad's Steven. He goes by Steve sometimes, but mostly mm-hmm. Steven. But not Steven from Steven and Richard. No, not no. the same. Different Stevens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to clarify. Yes. All right. Let's get to our topic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about modeling because you used to be a model. I did. And I remember watching you on America's Next Top Model because I was a huge America's Next Top Model fan. Mm -hmm. And can you just tell us a little bit about that? I mean, I know there's like a lot to unpack there. We don't have to spend too much time on it. It was, uh, it was banana pants. It was the weirdest thing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm coming from. I think it's nice to have a little context, right? I'm coming from a town of 700 people. Yep. And then I went to college at Boston University, which was Me huge. too. Oh, my God. Wait, wait which school were you in? Uh, in Com. Oh, I was in uh, CAS. Okay. Yeah. So I was at Boston University, which is uh, it's very big. I remember going on the tour, and they were like, there are 800 cardiovascular machines in the gym. And I was like, yeah. everyone in my town and their <laughs> dog could work out. And most people can have a spare in case their machine yeah, breaks yeah. down. Or like yeah. for their dog or something. <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah. insane. Like, yeah, they also have like, sir, at the chapel, they have services for like, 27 kinds of religion yeah. and if yours isn't represented they'll put they'll, you in a shuttle to wherever you can go and mm-hmm. worship yeah mm. and i'm like how many religions are there yeah yeah um oh i oh, didn't right. I, I knew of like three when yeah. i like, was growing up yeah um i mean i knew of a bunch again because hippies there's right. like buddhist and temples and unitarian and all the like yeah, there was there's all the things in Western Mass, but uh, I wasn't like the biggest hick, but I was still very young and mm-hmm. not. Sh- I wasn't sheltered, like, but I was. It was it was just reality TV was very surreal, and yeah. I've had big old boobs, and like I've been pretty curvy since I was eleven. So no one's ever, no one had ever said you should model. That was not a thing that anyone had ever said to me before yeah. in my whole life. <laughs> Same, <laughs> not. A thing. Just like not. Yeah, me too. That was literally never a suggestion. A lot of people said, you should write for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> like, I got that a lot. Yeah. That's but great. never, never was anyone like, you know what? You're, you're aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> you're very aesthetically pleasing. I feel like, I'm, honestly, I don't know. I, you should have seen me when I was a kid. Wow. Well, I was awkward. <laughs> like, it was bad. Had Anywho. To, yeah, I had to grow into it. Yeah, I had to grow into my mouth. I had a big old mouth. I still do, but it was like, I look at pictures and I'm like, girl, let's smile less. Like, yeah. let's, let's not do that. But yeah, so I, I ended up on the show because a friend of mine was like, I'm going to try out months in advance. She was like, you have to like go really early in the morning and you have to wait in line for like five hours. Will you come with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Was there like the casting call in Boston? Yeah, they do them in okay. all the major oh, cities. so you hadn't modeled before no. doing the show? Really? Never. never. Like not, not like, oh. I'd never like, I had had my picture professionally taken once because my grandparents were like, we don't have any pictures of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had their friend like take pictures of me. Because like, and that was the only time I'd ever like. It wasn't modeling. It was my grandparents just being like, "We need a damn picture to put on our mantle and yeah. keep making weird faces." Like, let's yeah, just yeah. Do <laughs> um, so yeah, it was not. No, never. And I wasn't even planning on trying out. I was just going to go with my friend who was trying out, and then. So I think 10,000 girls tried out in Boston. Jesus. Yeah. It's, I mean, the line was insane. And people would drive by and be like, what are you guys waiting for? And I'd, sometimes I just want to be like, what do you think? Like, look at this crowd. Like, yeah. come on now. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we, we yeah. like, Jeopardy. Like, <laughs> um, now it's like, oh, is there a Supreme store? Yeah. Oh. 
It was just like, whatever. And, uh, and so I spent like, so the other thing was she called me the morning of at like 5 a.m. And I'd done an all-nighter writing a paper the night before and had yep. totally forgotten because it had been months. <laughs> and she was like, are you ready? And I was like, oh, God. I think I was in like, like what I'm wearing today, like leggings and like, like a big shirt or something. And I was like, all right. So I went in my friggin' like flip-flops or something. And, uh, oh, no, it was freezing. So it was probably Ugg boots. Uh, and... Um, and for five hours, like I told everyone around me, I was like, I'm not in line. I'm not in line. And I was like getting her coffee and getting her magazines. And then I would like get other people coffee and get the mm-hmm. magazines. Five hours. It was like 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. And I was like, I'm not in line. I'm not in line. I'm not in line. <laughs> and then it got to the head of the line and the woman was like handing out the things. And I was like, oh, I'm not trying out. And she was like, oh, you should. And I was like, cool. Give me. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, great. Fill this out. And she was like, I need heels. And I was like, I'll borrow them. Like, what's <laughs> Yeah, I got that one slightest bit of encouragement for yep. someone, and I'm yeah. taking it. It's like absolutely. Um, so I feel like there were a bunch of girls behind me who were like, "This bitch, yeah, are you kidding me?" And then the process is like insane. So they take ten thousand girls tried out. They take you in about hundred and fifty at a time. Yeah, uh, and they literally line you up like a cattle call. They slap a number on your arm, um, and which I lost, and then I had I was like had to like safety pin it with something from my purse like it was just very (laughs) yeah uh and they line you up like nose to the back of the head around the room just standing like so they look at your profile there's a line of tape um at which is at five eight i think and then they make you take off your shoes and anyone who's below the line gets cut oh my god yeah and then so then that that weeds out a few um and then you still i mean do they say like do, do people know that going in? Yeah. Under 5'8". So if you're um, under 5'8", you kind of knew maybe that yeah. that was going to happen. The it restrictions wasn't like a- are, I think it's like you have to be, except for the short cycle, there's different cycles, but it's like, yeah. and it might be different now, but it used to be, you had to be 5'8", you had to be 18 to 35, I think was the age mm. restriction. Oh, that's more generous than I thought. I definitely <laughs> thought it was going to be like 20. 25 and oh, under. I mean, the yeah. oldest yeah, yeah. person on my cycle was 27, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like but yeah. Um better than the real world anyway. yeah, it is, yeah it is better no and it's better but it's also like it's kind of weird like sometimes I think they should take 16 year olds because it's like when we all got out into the actual industry we were competing with freaking 16 year olds yeah yeah I wasn't because I was doing plus size and I was doing catalogs so that was great but I did feel for some of the other girls who were like I wish I'd started earlier and like yeah sure. um but uh, I and I was like, that wouldn't have been a thing for me. <laughs> yeah. But it's really, yeah. And then so you're you're lined up, you're like nose to the back of the, someone's head. And then they just like pull a couple random. That's why girls try out over and over again because it's so random. They're just sure. like, they'll just be like 79, 120. Yeah, know, it depends yeah. entirely on the person doing that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. And it's just like a PA. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then the next day there's a callback uh, where you do like swimsuit and runway and you tell a little bit about yourself. And that was really interesting because they were like, so what jobs have you had? And oh, also they asked for your most interesting story. And the only one I could think of was that I was in the same talent show as Kurt Vonnegut. And I feel like that was not the right audience. Like, no one's like, <laughs> like, 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 do you guys, as Kurt Vonnegut, an American writer, captures the experience of the soldier is that not relevant you know uh, but it was like that's my most interesting tip oh, that's I'll, great. the only other thing i had is like i, I had my elbows double jointed and i was like that um <laughs> so they were like tell us a little about yourself and i was like uh they were like what jobs have you had and i was like well i was a go-go dancer and i worked as a burlesque dancer and i worked on a blueberry farm and they were like tell us about the blueberry farm and i was like that's not what i thought you were gonna say yeah uh, okay um 
And so, yeah, that was, the, I think the angle was that I was like, you know, a country girl, which is accurate. And yeah, it was, it was just weird. It was super surreal. It, like the what? whole time I was just like, I don't recognize anything. Okay, who's ready for a true story? When I entered my MFA program this fall, I knew I was going to have so little time for cooking. So I wanted a solution that would let me have tasty, healthy meals in a flash so that after class, I could still have time and energy to be gay. So I signed up for Factor, which ships you ready-to-eat meals that are chef-created and dietitian approved They're fresh, never frozen, so all you have to do is stick them in the microwave for two minutes, and then they're nice and done. Um, the weekly menu has over 35 options. The salmon entrees are always my personal favorite, but they have um, a lot of things you can choose from, options for different dietary needs like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. They also have add-ons for when you don't need an entire meal. Um, I tried some good cookies and some jerky. Uh, no prep, no mess, and when I looked into it financially, which was one of my main concerns, it was actually less expensive than uh, takeout and honestly really close to the cost of buying ingredients at the grocery store down my block in New York City. Uh, And then I saved a lot of time. So to me, it was definitely worth it. Did I mention that the meals are also really delicious? Like I've yet to try one that I didn't like. So if that sounds good to you, I think you should give it a try too. Head to factormeals.com slash dykingout50 and use code dykingout50 to get 50% off. That's code dykingout50 at factormeals.com slash dykingout50 to get 50% off. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. When mm-hmm. did your other friend get taken out of the process? She was polled. So in the big group of 150, she was polled and yeah. selected. Okay. And then they have, then they take your picture. Yeah. And that's when she got, yeah. So she didn't make it to the callback, but yeah. she did get, yeah. Um, and uh, we are, we're not super friends anymore. Which <laughs> 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 is really understandable. That's and amazing. I really, yeah. Uh, so then you ended up, so I assume there's like rounds and rounds until you're actually. Um, after the callback, you just wait for a while. Okay. And then you get a call that is that you got selected for the first episode. But they pick about, I'm trying to think how many girls they were. I think they pick about 100. They flew us to Puerto Rico, which is where they were gonna. They were going to shoot the first one. They put mm-hmm. us in a hotel. They ended up shooting it on a cruise ship, uh, they, I, um, but they put us in a hotel first. There's about a hundred of us, and they narrow that down very intensely. So we yeah. were all in this hotel. We all had handlers, and it's a huge hotel. And we're just walking and walking and walking. I was like, "Look, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be an asshole, but like." I, I, I'm gonna mm-hmm. pee like this. Yeah. And they were just like, ah. save it for the camera. They were like, can yeah. you wait like, like five minutes? I was like, honestly, like we're at the point, I can't wait five minutes. Like I can wait two minutes. Maybe. Yeah. Like I, I really like, I, I have to be. So they just let us into these girls room 
So the reason they couldn't let me pee is they were taking me to the physical. So then the, at the physical, they were like, can you pee in this cup? And I was like, I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to draw some blood. So they drew some blood, immediately fainted, big fainter, not yeah. good at needles. So they were like freaking out about that. And they were like, do we have to take her to the hospital? I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm a fainter. It's a thing. It happens. I'm fine. I'm fine. And they were like, okay, great. Put on this um, medical gown. Put on the medical gown, hopped up on the table. The gown just split in half and like ripped. And so I was just sitting there naked. Like, I feel I've failed this exam. Yeah. <laughs> I feel this is not going well. <laughs> I'm here for my model lady exam. And I'm not. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So anyways, it was like. That's so much more intense than I could have imagined. Yeah. yeah. So then they narrow from like all of that. They narrow it down to about between 30 and 40 for the first episode. Okay. And then you're on the first episode. And then from there, they narrow it down to the 13 that go into the house. Yeah. In LA okay. or New York. Um, but yeah, the process is very intense. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I also, I don't know what the hell they were testing for. I mean, it must've just been like drugs that were addictive, but I, a bunch of girls, we were like talking afterwards and one girl was like really nervous because she's like, I definitely had like um, ecstasy in my system. And one girl was like, I, you know, and I had weed and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, we were just trying to figure out what, the, and one girl was like, oh, you know, I think I probably still have cocaine in my system. And like some right. of them ended up on the first episode. So I don't know. I think they were probably just looking for like heroin or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they also did a lot of testing to make sure we weren't alcoholics because uh, they didn't want us to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they ah. would do it. Yeah. They'd be like, how much do you drink? Like, how long can you go without it? It was very, yeah. Meanwhile, like other reality shows, they say, only have alcohol available. Yeah, they're like, they're, like, yeah. they're literally you, feeding people drinks yeah, they're on like, sets you can't, of other shows. You can't earn an income, uh, <laughs> but we're just going to leave like a jar of peanut butter yeah. and <laughs> bottles of vodka here. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is See all that's in the kitchen. <laughs> we were also under, most of us were under 21 though. So oh, that would, makes yeah. sense, yeah. There were some that were over 21 and yeah. they could, they did at one point like get a bottle of wine or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's not as big a part of it as it is is like Bachelor Another in Paradise shows. where I'm like, yeah. how are they alive? Yeah. How are they standing? Yeah. Um, the reason that I think, I can't remember exactly, but, but I'm pretty sure I started watching America's Next Top Model was during Cycle 5, I think, with Kim Stoles because I was yeah. like, a lesbian on TV. Yeah, yeah. I must get into this. But mm-hmm. then it was a thing that there was like usually at least one out queer woman, mm-hmm. uh, a cycle on it. And um, I always kind of thought that there were a lot of queer women in modeling, mm-hmm. um, maybe like a disproportionate amount. And we kind of talked about this too with um, strippers. Mm-hmm. That strippers is also a thing yeah. where just like a lot of women identify as lesbian or bisexual. But then when I was thinking about this for this topic today, I'm like, I wonder if it just seemed like it was a lot of lesbians because we grow up thinking that lesbians are all just like, you know, wearing boots and flannel and whatever. And then it's like this skinny, tall pretty woman is a mm-hmm. lesbian you're like whoa and then you take note and then you're right. like all these models are lesbians yes. yeah yeah I don't know yeah I don't know if again I'm biased though because I came from a very gay place and yeah. then went into modeling in New York City so in my mind like much of the world I think more of the world is gay to me than maybe is is mm-hmm. accurate yeah um, or or the world is gayer than it Thinks it is, um, which I think is true. I don't know. I I did find there were. I was really surprised that it didn't. They didn't make this more of a thing. A bunch of us were bisexual, and we talked about it, or like you know we're queer. Um, well, I was gonna say like it. Like I don't remember 
like, did that end up on the, it, the it show did, at all with yeah. your like me, story? I was wondering yeah. how many queer women like did not have that come out as part of their narrative because yeah, they decided that lot. this isn't relevant to your story arc on the yeah. show. So there were probably yeah, I want to know a little bit more. Like so there there was yeah. more queerness that met the eye. Yeah, there were at least three of us that I can think of off the top of my head, and there might have been more. Yeah. Um, and we talked about it. It was interesting though because there was really well, I don't know, maybe they had some sexual chemistry. I didn't feel any sexual chemistry with them. I felt very, it was like very much a friendship, but we did talk about it. Yeah. Um, And it was interesting because afterwards, you know, when I was in New York and I was modeling, I saw so much just like performative by like girls, Mm -hmm. you know, just like me. And I was like, you're not, this isn't more for for like the male gaze kind of thing. I was like, I'm not. um, And I I think that that has changed a lot, which I think is good. Yeah. Because that was 10 years ago. Um, and I think, yeah, a lot uh, and a lot of women, even that I think were on the show at the time, have kind of come to terms with it as like actually part of them and not just a thing that they do like for male attention. Yeah. Uh, and well, I because think, that, yeah. that's like a big thing in modeling, too. And obviously, like trends in modeling uh, change over the years. But having this like queer baiting type mm-hmm. photography, especially between two women and if you open like any vogue or anything there's like a lot of women that look like they're about to fuck yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but they're selling like milano blonics right yeah. right yeah um no and there was there i think there was a lot of that and it, it like as someone who was like i was like i just want to like i like i don't need anyone around for us to be together like you know yeah. what I mean? like and so it, I, there was a lot of being like oh i'm not like i was very uncomfortable with it sure um, but also i think that yeah it has changed and then also like there are i think there are a lot of models who who struggle with it because when your job is to be looked at it's like how do you you know how do you compartmentalize that and how do you um, yeah. like let your sexuality be your own thing that's not related to to how, like, yeah, how you look to the outside world. And I think that's yeah. a hard thing to, to compartmentalize. Um, and it's like, it's like related to, like, my body was my job, which was very weird for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so when I stopped, I was like, how do I exercise? Like, I'm just doing it for me? Like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> like, right. That's not, I'm not doing it to, like, be a certain size, to fit for a certain client. Like, how do I eat healthy just for the sake of it? Like, that doesn't seem right. It was very weird to, like, sort of to figure all that out. Yeah. Um, How did it, I mean, on that same topic, how did it change your relationship with your body? I think for a long time it was very positive. So I actually have PTSD from uh, long-term sexual abuse as a kid. Mm -hmm. So I think I had a a very weird relationship to my body Mm -hmm. that I think modeling made it very positive because it was like I had to take care of it for my work and I could compartmentalize in a, in a, what was initially, I think, a healthy way, right? Because mm-hmm. it, I think it was useful for me to be like, okay, this is my tool and I have to take care of it and I have to be nice to it because my instincts was kind of not to, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I wanted to just ignore it. And like, I think if I'd been left to my own devices, I just would have tried to pretend that I didn't have a body and I would have been very in my head and very disassociate. But because I had to work out and I had to um, sort of think about the way I looked, it meant that I could kind of develop like a good space. I think then long term, I think a lot about like I, I I am glad that I left modeling because I think in the long term it is hard because you are doing it for other people mm-hmm. always. And so it's hard to know what you're doing for yourself. And so it's hard to like 
like you're not exercising for the endorphins and you're not exercising to feel better. You're, you know, and I don't think that that's necessarily health healthy. Um, and I think a lot about like the reason I quit modeling is someone was like, Oh no, you can keep doing it into your forties. And I was like, okay, but like, then what, then you don't die. You're still alive. Yeah. And I wouldn't have any life. So like, what do I do? And I think a lot about like, when that's your career, like, what do you, it's gotta be so hard to then try and figure out what, you know, what, your role in the world is if it's yeah. only been to look a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially because such a small percentage of people in that field are like, you know, have these big careers. Like they're the Heidi Klum's or Cindy Crawford's and yeah. people like that who have staying power beyond what yeah. this is. And if you can't, if you can't parlay it into something, you know, what mm-hmm. the next step is, it's like being a professional athlete. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you age out of something essentially at like, in your mid twenties mm-hmm. or Although, late twenties, you know, whatever, yeah. but I'm sure it's, it's not, I don't know. I don't well, know that world, yeah. but I would imagine people in their late twenties, early thirties are having a hard time. I always thought that that would be the case. And that's why I was always like, I don't have to quit. Cause I'll just age out. I was like, I'll be, but I, you know, I was doing plus size catalogs. Like if you look at, you know, especially plus size catalogs, like the women, you can be older, right? Mm-hmm. You can be in your thirties and forties. Yeah. Um, which I think is great, and I think that it's good. That should be the case, um, it, but it does just mean, like, I was like, oh, I could get stuck. Like, I never thought of modeling. as Like, I did it after the show because I was like, I have to do it. It's this weird opportunity, and it's so crazy. Like, of course I have to pursue it. Yeah. But I never thought of it as something I could get stuck in, and I, I think if it's not your, like, you know, your thing, and it, you're not, like, super excited and passionate about it, you, you don't want to, like, get stuck in it. Yeah. So that's what I always say when, like, young models ask me for advice. I'm like, look, if this is your thing and you love it and this is the thing that you want to do, go ham, go hard, mm-hmm. do it. If there is any chance that later on you'll be like, oh, I wish I had learned to do something, learn to do that while you're – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like get them life skills in. Because mm-hmm. um, I imagine if you're if you're a working model that there's so much hustle involved in it and yeah. all the stuff that goes into – yeah, I mean, I guess the the working out and the um, like just maintaining a, your body in a certain yeah. way, Bikini and then waxes. also yeah, and uh, traveling and yeah. you know, and then shoots like the amount of time that that, that takes and mm-hmm. how long you're actually just hanging around there yeah. instead of being on camera. Like those are just hours yeah. that are yeah, I can't out imagine. of your life. Yeah. It's not just like oh, I show up here for an hour and I get a paycheck. Yeah, like it's yeah. A, Friggin' full time. So yeah, you you were the first plus model. Were you the no. first, or were you the I only was the one only in that one cycle? On that cycle. Okay. okay, yeah, there were others. So, there, did they yeah. make a point to do that, or did they just they yeah no, who they, they like they like and you know they talked about it a lot and they talked a lot about how I was like too small to be plus because at the time I'm like a twelve fourteen now at the time I was an eight ten and they were like she's too small to be plus size and that was like a big thing and then afterwards they like did a lot of press about that and so I was like oh my god I'm too small I'm not going to be able to like mm-hmm. work and then I went to agencies and they were like you're fine <laughs> I worked all <laughs> like I worked all the time yeah uh, like I was a working model for years as an eight ten and then or like yeah um Partially because the industry has changed a lot. It used to be, it used to be that um, straight size models were a double zero to a four. You could be a double zero, zero, a two, or a four, and that was it. Wow! And if like if you were a four, you probably wouldn't do runway, but you could do print and you could do uh, commercials and you could do most of it. But a four, it was a little too big for runway. I think that's still true. I think zero two is still perfect for runway. Um, 
Occasionally, obviously, they have like Ashley Graham or Candace Huffing, but the like sample size for a designer. Yeah. And then plus size, the ideal size used to be 14. It was 14 with an hourglass figure. As plus size got more commercial and brands like H&M and stuff were doing it, it got smaller where the perfect size. So when I started, it was like 10, 12 was ideal. So I Mm -hmm. was a little bit on the small side, but enough that I still worked a lot. Um, And then when I gained a little bit of weight, I did work more. Uh, And I worked for a lot of European brands and stuff. Um, So it's interesting that like plus size fashion becoming more commercial and becoming more mainstream actually made the industry be a little bit more restrictive. Right. Yeah. I would have thought it'd be the other way around. Yeah. And it used to be that you could get a lot of work as a 16, as a size 16, and it got a little bit harder. That's changing a little bit now. Again, it's opening up again. But just when I was doing it, it was becoming a bigger deal and there was more work, which was great, but it was, it got more restrictive. Okay. Um, Like, you know, uh, like H&M, you know, had a model that was plus size. She's like a size 10, 12. We're also all very tall, which I think people forget because they're like, the average woman's a size 14. And I'm like, right, but she's not 5'11". Like these girls, like when you meet, like when I met Ashley Graham, I was like, oh, you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. Like this is Mm -hmm. not like, men are not good people for wanting to bang you. Like you're, you know what I mean? Like you don't get any brownie points. Like it's, yeah. Um, yeah. She's tall though too. Like how is she She's probably tall, five, yeah, 10, yeah. 11 or yeah. whatever. We actually had the, we used, she and I used to have the same measurements. I don't know if we still do for a while. Uh, she and I were very similar. Um, Cause she used to be, I think we're at the same agency for a while. I think we overlapped. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. She's tall. She's like five eleven. I think. Was there more work for you because there were fewer plus models in general to like, like if brands wanted Plus models was that was that a good time um, to be in that you yeah, think or, yeah yeah for sure it was a good time I mean I now is also a good time yeah. a lot more brands are doing it and also um, you know social media is a good opportunity although it also means it's a lot of pressure because a lot of agencies won't even sign girls if they don't have ten thousand followers which is crazy to me like uh, I, I sometimes wow. think if I tried to start and if I even if I was like twenty and I tried to start now I don't think I could do it I'm <laughs> like I can't yeah I, you know because so social media is like such a huge thing and to maintain right like if you want it's like they want influencers who are also models like that's so much work yeah i really they they don't they don't want to have to do the work of building a following they just want to get people they don't want to pay anyone to do that yeah Yeah, exactly that's what it is it's just free it's free labor for them yeah yeah um and i I was just like i don't think i could do that like that sounds like so much work and they really kind of want more polished packages like when i signed with an agency Well, first of all, so they cut my hair on the show and I loved it. I loved my hair so much. It was really short. And then I went to the agencies and they were like, no, we don't sign plus size girls with short hair. And I was like, cool. They were like, come back when your hair is long. So I was like, awesome. Um, But then I find my hair grew out a little bit and I worked with an agency that like got me extensions and they like picked the color of my hair and they told me how to dress. Like they very much were into like building a package. And now I think they want more complete already like stylish social media savvy people who are also 16 and I'm like oh my god <laughs> that's awful this world is changing yeah. too fast for me <laughs> yeah um how long did were you working after the show 7 years okay cool yeah i did it for 7 years and then i i and then i quit quote unquote dyed my hair purple like got some tattoos and and then a couple clients were like hey we still think you're cool so i did i've done <laughs> some stuff I was, yeah. um which is nice um but yeah I remember one thing being on the show, and I don't. All of America's Next Top Model has kind of like blurred into yeah. one bucket for mm-hmm. me. Um, 
but that for the the plus size models on the show, there were issues where you're still like lumped in with all these really thin girls and you're being asked to do um, the same challenges and pose like wear kind of similar things or pose in yeah. the same similar thing that like, I don't know what was that tough to, it was, I think it was weird because I'd never, I didn't know what plus size was going in. Like yeah. I knew that I wasn't someone who was a model yeah. and then they were like, here, you should try out. You should model. I was like, okay, cool. And then they were like, how do you feel about plus size? And I think they really wanted me to be like, yeah, like body image and everything is, but I didn't know enough about it. So I was just like, I don't, my mom had a Newport news catalog (laughs) and I had a plus size section. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Uh, And I, but I, they would be like, you know, do you think that it's like, it's like really bad for these girls to be so skinny? And I was like, no, they're fine. We're young. Our metabolisms are the best. And they were like, oh, could you just like, could you, they wanted something like salacious out of you. And I was like, I think it's great. Everyone should look how, and they were like, oh, could you, the fucking hippie. Like, yeah. (laughs) They would try so hard to like get me to be upset about things. They'd be like, you know, Lisa said this. And I would be like, you know, Lisa had a really hard childhood. And they were like, oh my God, girl. (laughs) You were not made for reality TV. I know. uh, Or like if I didn't like a question or I didn't know the answer, they'd be like, what do you think about this? And I'd be like, did you know that nurse sharks can live to be 32? And they'd be like, what? What's wrong with you? She gets nervous and spouts off facts about animals. About sharks. Uh, They called me shark girl. It was a thing. That's great. Uh, Like, I would just see them just be like, oh, God. That's great. Be mad. Like, like, I love to do dishes. Like, that would be, it was like the only alone time I could get is like when I could, like, and they were like, doesn't it suck that no one does dishes? And I was like, no, it kind of sucks that you're here talking to me while I'm trying to do dishes. Right. And they were like, no. I've often wondered how that happens behind the scenes on these shows, especially shows that, you know, put a bunch of women together. And of course, they want, they want the fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, I always assume, but now it's it's nice to know for sure that a lot of that is like kind of producer driven. Like, oh yeah, I mean, I was asking yeah. the questions and getting you fired yeah. up. And when I was on that uh, short-lived trivia show, <laughs> that they try to make a reality TV show, but uh, realized that trivia nerds are boring. Yeah, uh, and we were just there to answer questions and not there to fight with each other. Yeah, <laughs> um, I could see the frustration too of when they're trying to. Um, stir the pot or get something interesting going and you just won't give it to them. Yeah. Um, but then it's kind of like playing this game because you're like, well, if I don't give them what they want, like, am I not going to get any screen time? Is this mm-hmm. going to like make me get kicked off the show right. faster because in, in their eyes, I'm not entertaining, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and am I just making things more difficult for myself? Yeah. yeah. So, because you didn't like kick the door down and say, I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've often thought that if I ever wrote a book, it would be, I went there to make friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I did. I, I made friends great friends. I still am. We still oh, talk. God. They're great. I'm rooting for all of them. I love all the yeah. girls on my cycle. Um, it, I went there. I did. I, I fucked Did it, it feel like a little bit like a, like a sorority? And I guess like with the queer aspect too, like I always feel like the queer person in the sorority is like afraid everybody is going to find out because you're living in such yeah. a close. Oh, Quarters. I was the queer person in a sorority really? yeah, and I was yeah, yeah. terrified uh, of like anyone thinking if even I didn't consciously know at the time I think that I was gay but I remember I had this very very visceral like very bad feeling in my in my it, like in my body yeah and I, when I was 
in any situation where anyone could possibly think that I was like into any of the girls in the room. Yeah. And I would make a point to like leave the room. I wouldn't, you know, if I people were changing, in- I would leave. If oh, you know, yeah, like I, I had that in high school where I was afraid that people would like. Yeah, because I especially I think because when you are that age, you know what it's like to to feel uncomfortable when people are like objectifying you, and mm-hmm. you, yeah. you just don't know how to explain that like you're not like you know what you can't yeah. explain that you're not going to do that and it's different. But I think by the time I was on the show, I was I it was a little bit better, um, and we also we talk like you you have so much you're just together all the time like, mm-hmm. like 20 you know there's no yeah I don't know if, if it's clear when you're watching like there's no breaks you don't get to like go you're never you're not like you're never errands. not being watched yeah you're never not yeah you're, you don't get to run errands you don't get to like be on your phone or the internet there was no internet no magazines no tv like there's no it's like jury yeah. duty yeah it's like, like jury a murder duty for case. like three, yeah. yeah it's bananas <laughs> um and like even when you're sleeping there's cameras on you like so it's just yeah banana pants and but even for my show it was like that there was a camera really? on me when I was oh that's weird sleeping yeah mm-hmm. I fell asleep for like 10 minutes and woke up and like started picking at my nose and then remembered like oh, oh my that's god so weird. it's crazy camera. how yeah. soon you forget though it takes like yeah. three days and you just like by three days we were that's the other thing you kind of just you learn to tune them out yeah and we would learn to tune them out and um so but we talked like very frankly about it I remember like there was one night where we were just all having like a very good conversation and it was really interesting because like you know one of the girls was like well like this is the type of girl that I find attractive and this is the type and then but we were also kind of talking about what it's like and how like for us, we t- we talked about how it was like kind of easy for us to like sh- not you're not like turning off the gay, but it's like it just I, just sort of the difference. Like it's not if we if we saw someone like that was a friend that was naked, we, we didn't we weren't gonna cre- creep. We talked oh, a yeah. lot about yeah. how that's like right. you know what I mean yeah. and how like. And how we were, like, we didn't like the thought of making people uncomfortable and how, like, we did, you know, and, like... I think that's a very female thing, though. Yeah, because even if I... If I was like in a room full of naked lesbians and I knew they were all game, I still wouldn't want to objectify them. Right. Yeah. That just like as women, we're very sensitive to like not treating women as objects that are there for our desires. So yeah. we want to treat everybody with. Uh, respect and I think that that's why yeah like uh, especially like if you're with these other uh, queer women and um, you know there's you just want to be friends with them it's mm-hmm. very clear you're you also kind of like really want to make sure that they know they yeah, yeah you're extra careful to, yeah um, and to, I, to yeah. see them in that way and I don't know what it was like for the the girls who who weren't um, who weren't gay but we did have an interesting conversation about it. And then also, like, we did the thing where they were like, oh, well, you know, like, we, like there was, a, you know, because we were young and, like, pretty hot. And so they were like, <laughs> there was a lot of, like, well, would you be attracted to me? And I was, I felt bad because, like, the other two girls were like, oh, yeah, like, you would be my, t-. and I was like, nah, none of you bitches. Like, sorry. <laughs> no offense, but just, like, none of you would do it for me. Uh, and they were like, wow, Sarah, that's rude. And I was like, sorry, man. I and just- the producers were like, finally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she says, can we parlay this into a cat fight somehow yeah, for, like, for our like, stupid sorry. audience? Yeah. <laughs> right? well, the, the, so that's why I was so surprised that, like, none of it became a thing because it was, like, this really funny running joke where they were like, Sarah wouldn't fuck any of us. And I, like, <laughs> I also had... Oh man, I had an amazing running gag. When I was at BU, I uh, 
twice was confused for a homeless person. I did not dress well. That yeah. was a thing. And I had this um, like coat sweater combination that I would wear where I had to ball the, the sweater was so big I had to ball it up under my coat, which would then like so I looked I didn't look like a little pregnant. I looked like quite pre- like yeah. I looked, like like people would comfortably ask me when I was due. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like I looked and it became this oh, bit God. where I was this I would just like, a sweater. Y'all. Yeah, it was like a sweater under a coat, and I would do this bit where I was like traping around the city trying to find my baby daddy. Yeah, I was yeah. Find him too. Back of a Seven Eleven, and he gonna be there again. You know what I mean? Because he go, we can go. He go. Right I wonder how many people actually someday. thought that that's who you were. A huge percentage of people in Boston. That's <laughs> right. That's For great. sure, the people in the 7 Eleven that I would go to. I'd be right, like, oh, right. Sex in the back of this 7 Eleven. I was going to say, I'm not a snack. I'm going to find him. So then I did. I know what 7 Eleven you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you do? I do. I've yeah. been there. Yeah. 100% thought I was that person. Um, and then I did that like on the show, and we were doing a challenge where we were jumping on a trampoline, and I was like, y'all, I think I'm going to hit my baby's head and back in my ribcage. And the producers were like, no. <laughs> How are you pregnant? We checked. Like, yeah, freaking out. We've been yeah. quarantining you guys like in yeah. Jurassic Park. All oh, the dinosaurs right. are girls. Yeah. How did you get pregnant? <laughs> I was like, oh no, it's just a bit. It's a fake. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's great. <laughs> it was so. It was amazing. Y'all, I yeah, I guess you can't that. make any pregnancy jokes on a set like that. Life Those producers are not. They don't have a sense of humor when it comes to that kind Mm-mm. of thing. No, not about it. Oh my god. I also got into a fight with one of the producers. I don't know if that's why I got kicked off. My friend is convinced that it is, but um, because on the last, yeah, like right before I got eliminated on a video shoot, a girl fainted and then she was like, clearly she had like pretty severe heat stroke and she was very sick and I was very upset that they didn't take her to the hospital and I got into a big yelling match. Um, where I was like, I'm sorry, she lost consciousness twice, and she was like throwing up, and I was like, she's like yeah, very she's sick. sick, like this, yeah. is, and they were like, they're fine, we have an EMT, and I was like, that's not a doctor, like, okay. oh, the yeah. set medic, yeah, yeah the guy like, who's there that has sunscreen in his in his yeah. jeep, that's literally <laughs> yeah. what a fucking set <laughs> medic is. Glacius video set in the middle of the night. I was like, come on now, like let's. Yeah, set medics yeah. are like off duty firefighters who make a few hundred bucks to sit there for the day. Yeah. with their backpack they probably could do something but they're oh, first aid people. absolutely they're not but, it's yeah. not a doctor no it's not and i was like she needs like a doctor mm-hmm. how is enrique iglesias very tall oh really yeah. like i wouldn't four. have guessed that he's like six four i wouldn't have really? guessed that either mm-hmm. okay i know he i was very surprised because he's very like kind of slight mm-hmm. so yeah i always he seems pictured like him a little wavy a, yeah, yeah kind of a smaller man interesting yeah. and it's weird because i he's very much not my type i'm more attracted to like very androgynous men as a role yeah. androgynous men and masculine women really the middle mm-hmm. zone is my jam um i would describe your husband as being androgynous he's not no well it's really funny he was when i met him <laughs> we went oh, to high okay. school together uh, oh that's so funny really yeah um and now i love beards uh <laughs> yes no he's not androgynous at all, although he has lovely eyelashes um, <laughs> and he it's funny though because he really was when i met him um but uh He's really not my type, but he's so charismatic. I've never, you know, you hear like, oh, they're charismatic and everyone yeah. would like, and I was like, that's not a thing. And then I was like, he was like, hey, are you having a good day? And I was like, ha. Yeah. <laughs> Uncontrollable giggling. Yes. <laughs> it was great. Like I would. I, I mean, it's Enrique Iglesias. Like that's pretty yeah, crazy. He's but very handsome. He is he's handsome. very handsome, he's but pretty. he's not. That's not, I don't, I don't know. That's yeah. just not my type, especially like very sincere. I don't really do a lot of that. Like it's yeah. very, but the second he was like, hey, how are you? I was like, I'm 
I'm good. Do you want to write a song about me? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And we were all just like, oh, my God, he's so pretty. He's so pretty. He's very pretty. Yeah. And he was very nice. Um, You saw him when he had the mole. Yeah, I, mean, I had the mole back he then. Had the mole. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have right. the mole anymore. Mm-mm. He got the mole removed. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good for him. Yeah. Precancerous, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which you know, we was... could bond over. I had a mole removed. We can talk about that. Have I got some sexy topics for yeah. you, Enrique Iglesias? Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we're running out of time, um, so we like to end our show with a random question. But sometimes it's a not so random question, mm-hmm. and I want to know. From everyone here, uh, what is your favorite Tyra Banks moment? We didn't really talk about Tyra yet, we but let me I was, tell you. I didn't know if I should bring her up, you but I have up. a lot of, I mean, I want to know everything, but. I yeah. love Tyra, and yeah. I'm just going to start this off by saying my favorite Tyra Banks moment um, <laughs> was from her show on April Fool's when she pretended that she had <gasps> rabies. No. and. If you oh. if you haven't, seen I have this, no idea what this is that you're talking about. She pretended she had rabies. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Uh, it is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. It like I was debating. I'm like, is it that or the Vaseline episode? Oh, the, the Vaseline. The, va- the Vaseline one makes me like very happy, but the the rabies one is so crazy. Uh, she basically like I feel like I've seen this at some sweat. point yeah. on the internet or something. So yeah. she's kicking off the. She kicks off the show by telling a story about that she was out and like someone's dog bit her. And as the story progresses, she just starts like foaming at the mouth oh and like God. barking and I like know lashing out at yeah, people. Yeah, I remember this. And just like it was so oh. stupid. And then it's like April, and it's like the weirdest. It's so I remember the barking, is but I love it. She literally barks like a dog. But yeah. yes, but I love that she went for it. She, and I, I love mean, that she, she agreed to it. And I was like, you really have a flair for drama like that. Yeah. That is actually that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I I do love the Vaseline <laughs> because I love Vaseline. I am obsessed with that. I put it all over my face and my hands. Like I, love I want Vaseline. to, but I'm afraid it's going to make me break out. But does Vaseline not make you break out? I don't know. I have very dry skin. I could turn into a puff of dry skin flakes and float away at any moment. So it doesn't yeah. for me, but I, I love it. So I was like, if you gave me a friggin' What was Swarovski her wrestling moment? Crystal. She gave, oh. she like gave, she was like, it's my number one favorite super duper secret beauty product. Oh, and, and it, it was Vaseline. Vaseline. Yeah. But they and, were but like, it was like everybody look under your, it was like everybody, um, I put it all <laughs> under your seats funny. and she's like, Vaseline, like Oprah and like, oh, you yeah. get Vaseline and you get that. And it's like Swartzky crystals on top of the, the Vaseline Amazing. thing. And she is just like, literally like rolling around on the ground, just like, Screaming Vaseline yeah. and freaking out, and I love it. I did the Tyra show a couple times, and I actually got great <gasps> gift packages every time, and it was dope. Uh, yeah. And I was like, that sucks. Because honestly, I was like, that sucks for the Vaseline people. How much interaction do you actually have with her, like, now? On, no, on the, like, as you're filming, like, obviously uh, she's kind of one of the main. Yeah. I mean, I've always of, been curious about that. Like, if she's. When cameras are, are not Yeah, rolling. I mean, she really is very involved, or she was very involved in the production aspect of it. Mm. Like, she very much was, like, very hands-on. She, was she a producer on the show? Yeah, okay. she, she was the executive producer, and she, yeah. like, really, like, down to the lighting. Like, she was very yeah. hands-on. But we didn't, we would see her a couple days a week. Like, okay. we would usually, you know, we would see her for the challenge and stuff. And she was always very nice and very personable. She's one of those people that's, like, always on, though. Like, you don't, yeah, sure. you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't have an off or I mean, I'm sure she does, but it's like just like her mom. You know what I yeah. mean? Like she's always on, and yeah. and it was funny because you would see her be like camera on, and then like 
like the cameras would be off and she would be like, okay, person on. And you're like, okay, but you're still on. Like I can still tell that this isn't like real. Yeah. Ryan Seacrest is like that too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just like levels. But, um, but she was very nice. And, uh, I don't know. She, you know, for the first episode, like she wasn't around that much, but my favorite Tyra moment was that. So this didn't happen very often. They were really pretty good about not having to reshoot things because they really didn't ever. And they, you would talk to like you talk to the crew, and they were like, "Yeah, we never want to have to like make you get eliminated twice." You know what I mean? They don't want to like, yeah. sure. have to make you do that. And they definitely didn't want to do that with me because I cried a lot, and they yeah. were very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, which is weird because I'm not a crier. Like some yeah. of my very good friends were like, "We've never seen you cry before, and you just cried on national television." Like, <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you? And I was like, "I don't know. It just happened. I was very tired and stressed, yeah. and then it just it was my like I cry like." once a month and it's a big one and that was it and I don't know what to tell you and that was just it um yeah so but they were really good about like not having to reshoot like organic moments but on the we were on the cruise ship we were all pretty nauseous um because we never saw the outdoors Mm -hmm. yeah um we were always in like conference rooms just with no windows uh so we were all just like oh pretty sick and we were all sitting there and they were it, we'd been sitting there for hours while they set up the lights and everything and then it was like the big reveal that it was Tyra and she was dressed as a showgirl and she did this whole number yes um about I love how extra she is on yeah. the sea and she had like the full like feather yeah. headdress so she yes. was like 8 feet tall cuz right like <laughs> she's 6 foot Heels, she's like, I'm going to wow these fuckers the first feathers. time they see me. Yeah, and and so they like did the big reveal and we were all like ah, oh my god and then yeah. She had this whole number that she sang, and but they were like, you have to scream. You have, like, when you see her, you just have to go crazy. Like, scream, like, scream, you know, just lose your mind. So we just screamed through her whole number, just like, <laughs> ah! And she was, like, singing, like, top model over the sea. And, da, da, da. and we were just like, ah! and So you can't hear it, so they had to redo it. But, like, we just kept screaming. I don't know, because they were just, like, they being just excited. Needed footage so we were screaming, like, yeah. But then you couldn't hear the number, and so she's, like, singing this <laughs> Like showgirls, she has like dancers, and they had to do it over and over again. And by the end, we're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that was my type, my favorite, because she was just like all in it and on it the whole time. And I was yeah. like, that's like the best Tyra moment. It was great. That's great. Yeah, when she's committed to. It. Oh, she was in that bit. I mean, I binge watched a couple of the sh- seasons of the show like early on, but I, I really, I kind of lost track of it. But I do remember that. That one episode that like everyone knows that about. That we were where rooting she, for you. Yeah, where she just lays into yeah. that girl. And I don't remember why exactly, but that to me was yeah. like, damn tired. Like, yeah. that's a moment that was like so uncomfortable. Well, I kind it's of had that, to turn that away. one contestant had a lot of potential and was kind of like self sabotaging. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, Tyra lives on in internet gifts, I think, forever. And like, yeah. forever and ever, and they're always good. She's a national treasure. She yeah. really is, uh, yeah. She's a national treasure. E- even <laughs> when she does things that I'm I'm like, oh, girl. Yeah. That yeah. rabies thing. She did something like that on Top Model where she pretended to faint or something. Oh, God. And I, I actually can't even remember if it what was a my cycle. Si- I been, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it could have been my cycle. I can't even remember. Like, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh but, well, I there, appreciate anyone who commits to a bit like that with the rabies thing. There, there was a time, or no, I think it was the first episode <laughs> of the Tyra Banks show where she dressed up in a fat suit and yep. then went out in what? public mm-hmm. and oh. then documented mm-hmm. how people treated her and then cried to people who were actually overweight 
about how hard it was for her. People who can't Yikes. take off a fat yep, suit. Yep, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, and yep, just yep, go back yep. to her. Like, I'm actually not a professional model under a fake suit right now. Like, yeah. you are. And then just like crying to the, and I was like, I know what you're trying to do, Tyra. Yeah. But this is so bad. Yeah. And the thing is, but I still love you. Yeah. She's so yeah. private, which I think is a good thing. I think it's very yeah, good. I don't right? know anything yeah. about her. No, she life. has, a, so she has a kid, and like, I know, I, I don't know who the dad is. Like, she's very, no very idea, private. Yeah. And I think that's very good. And she's also very private about a lot of her like childhood and stuff. And I think that's very good. But it does mean that it's like, she has several things that she will talk about and she tries to where it's like she's like I know it's really hard I really 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 struggle I feel you it really sucks you have cancer I have IBS and it's like yeah. okay I believe that you have legitimate struggles in your life right yeah. <laughs> but you know or she'll be like I totally it sucks that you were in the foster care system I've been a model since I was 17 and it's like okay that could le- legitimately be traumatizing like I'm sure <laughs> yeah. that there are things yeah. there but just say, like it's good to, like it's just like, like kind of oh, building a God. bridge between two things you gotta a give us more you know yeah. like yeah <laughs> Oh, oh, that's great. God, that just made me think of, there was an, an episode we did of this where someone said their dad was dead, and I was like, yeah, mine lives in France. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what did I just say? Oh, like The wobbliest of bridges oh my between those God. two <laughs> I was comforting my friend after oh. his dad died, and my dad called me, and I was like, oh, sorry, it's my dad. <laughs> Oh no! Ignore the call. <laughs> the uh, ignore my dad and like, I talk twice a year, so he right. Well. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Me. I love yeah. that. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I just want to smack like, myself across. The I face. know. Oh god! What? Just yeah. <laughs> Crushing it. It's know. okay. All right. Um, Sarah, what do you want to what do you want to plug for us? Oh, Where can gosh. people find what? you, follow you? You can find me. Uh, I think actually the easiest way is follow my podcast, and then I link to myself in mm-hmm. in the accounts. But it's easier to spell than my name. It's is it in podcast? Like the question, and then the word podcast. Is it in podcast? Also, it will be coming out hopefully in August to be decided. Um, but uh, yeah, follow. We'll be posting updates, and there's also links to my profile. Please pro- follow me on Instagram. I like to be. An Instagram thought it's my favorite thing, <laughs> and I want more people to pay attention to me. I don't miss modeling, but I do miss attention. So please <laughs> give it to me. Uh, no, no amount is too much. Slide into my DMs. Yeah. No amount. It's all good. I am a child. It's fine. I follow Sarah on Instagram. I will say uh, it's it's a good follow. Recommend. Thank you. Thank you very much. And also, I've seen Sarah do stand up comedy a bunch, and she is very funny. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much. Very funny. So So always a joy. So, uh, yeah, check her out. Check out the podcast. It sounds like it's going to be very funny. If you ever uh, want any lesbian guests who have never slept with a man. We absolutely do. No, we absolutely do. Yes, please. Please come on. Can can you answer my questions about lesbians? Yeah. (laughs) No, honestly, because uh, they just, they're they're so dumb. This is great. Um, I I can't wait for this pod. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Lesbians are great at orgasms. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I feel there's a a, a gap there. (laughs) (laughs) A learning curve. Uh, subscribe to our podcast too if you haven't already um, on iTunes and I know a lot of you listen to us on Spotify and have found us on Spotify which is great but if you could also subscribe on iTunes mm-hmm. and rate us there because that's where it counts Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the um, 
That's what the, the, the advertisers want to see is yeah. iTunes yeah. numbers. Yeah, it's we're so, still living in well intended, Apple world. but fuck you. <laughs> just go and subscribe. You never have to. You don't. You can. You can just subscribe. And you can then subscribe. Listen and then Spotify. Listen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, and you know, rate us, leave us a review. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Diking Out. Do you have a question for us? I know you do, mm-hmm. or a compliment. We get a lot of compliments, not as many questions. That's so yeah. nice. And you can send that to dikingout at gmail.com. And if you're able to support us on Patreon, um, you can go patreon.com slash diking out. We have our pride temporary tattoos, which I was wearing yesterday, and uh they look pretty awesome and got a lot of compliments and comments on that walking out. Uh, We also have a Dyke Out With Me shirt Mm -hmm. that's available if you follow us on social media. There are links to that through TeePublic, so that's not through uh, Patreon. And if you want people to dyke out with you, the easiest way is literally wearing a shirt that says Dyke Out With Me. It really cuts the chase. It's good for... Mm -hmm. uh, First dates. It's yeah, good for sure, sure. Pride. The, the train. Yeah. Yeah. The train. Yeah. Uh, it's also good for funerals because it's black. Yeah. 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 We want to make sure true. that it wasn't a shirt. You can yeah. dress it up, One dress time. it yeah. down. Put a job blazer interviews. on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Ooh, job interviews. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. It's a good icebreaker. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Oh, I forgot to mention if you have questions about sex that you want me to answer, you can, or, or my co host, Caitlin Rupert, you can send them to questions at isitinpodcast.com. Excellent. Or you can also send compliments. Yeah. Um, no one, no one's done that yet. Yeah. <laughs> they will. They will. They we will. got a dick pic, but no. Oh, great. But the, that's oh, a compliment, my. isn't it? Oh. Sure. Yeah. I proudly say that we have not gotten a single dick pic. Don't oh. start now, Yay. one male don't listener. Even, yeah. Don't even think about it. <laughs> Could That's you great. imagine? Oh. I feel like that'd be a hate crime like, if dude. someone sent us a dick yeah. pic. I would have, I'd be forced to publish his name and make fun of it. Like I would I mean, make fun of the actual dick Oh, itself. yeah. Well, yeah. because... I would post it on social media, media, but then we'd get kicked off, right? Right, That's not right. Allowed. Yeah, I could put my tits on there and it'd be fine. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. Just post a real detailed description. Yeah. If, if anybody ever sends us a dick pic, uh, we will email it to anybody that yes. wants to see it, and then yes, that's what we're gonna do. Shame you with your email address and your social media Which avatar. Some people are into. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Some people like getting dick. And I will say your dick looks like Don Rickles <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Just because that's there's a real good chance. Um, yeah. Well, right. we'll Photoshop it next to tiny objects. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and match the size. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, diking out with us today, Sarah. And thanks to everybody for listening. We hope you dike out with us next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You've probably heard the name Mary, Queen of Scots, and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy, but how much do you know about her life and what she was really like? For instance, did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled, or that giving gifts was her love language? In my podcast, Vulgar History, we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part miniseries about the fascinating life of Mary, Queen of Scots. Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were, and it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But... 
I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.